Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the House Life Podcast, where I talk about myself. Yeah, that's it. So in this podcast that I randomly wanted to start for absolutely no reason, I'll just be talking about my life, some random topics, and a big philosophical question that I ask myself at 2am at night. I'm literally recording this at 12am right now, so hopefully my brain is creative enough to continue this podcast for the next 30 minutes. So let's go on. So the first segment is how's life. So in this segment, I'll just be talking about stories in my life the past week or so. So this week hasn't been very eventful. I've actually been able to relax from (laughs) stressing out the past few months. I stare at my laptop all day, every day, whenever I have it. So it was really eye-opening for me to experience life without a laptop. It obviously isn't super duper um, convenient, but at least it gave me some sort of like break. So I don't have to keep looking at my screen and... Yeah, it's very relaxing, I would say. So you can try it out. Also, this week, I went to my friend's house and he had a really cute dog. I don't think I will get a dog in the near future. Like, I don't get me wrong, I love dogs. Like, dogs are so cute. But I don't think I'll be able to commit to taking care of them. But like, 100%, when I'm maybe 40 years old or something, I'll probably get them. Or like, get one, not them. But I, I really want to get a dog in the future. When I'm actually like, I don't know, semi-retired. Old, old me, you know. I can't really imagine me having a dog now. Lah. But I have my goals. I want to get a house... Probably by like 28. I will try to marry um, maybe 28, 30. Like, that's really pretty late. But I don't really want to rush into it. I want to make sure that I get my university done. Get NS done. Once I get those out of the way. And I'm able to like settle down with a stable job. Then I'll say that's when I'm ready to get married I guess. But that's like thinking so far ahead, gosh. Another thing that I'm looking forward to, um, getting a license, a driver's license. Like, I really want to get a driver's license. Like, people around me know that very well because I always ask, like, oh, are you all getting a driver's license when you turn 18 this year? Because uh, I'm 18. I mean, almost, not yet. But I'm turning 18. And I really, really want to get my driver's license. Everyone knows because I ask them whether they want to get a license. Most of them don't really intend to because, I mean, they don't really have a car. Neither do I. I'm not like a rich person with a car. No, I just want to drive. Like, I I just really like driving. That's just something that I'm into, I guess. Driving, flying as well, actually. You know, I... 
really want to get a pilot's license, a private pilot's license in the future, but probably not in the next 10, 20 years. <laughs> but, you know, I want to live my life before I can potentially crash and die. That is it for the house life segment. Moving on to the next segment, random topic. So in this random topic, I've already prepared some, so it's not exactly like random. So the first topic, self-driving cars. I've thought about cars in general and cars in the future, and self-driving cars seem inevitable because we are all moving towards a more technologically advanced like um, globe world. So having self-driving cars is really just inevitable. Lah. It's important to keep improving our technology. I always thought about how self-driving cars would affect um, how we drive or the lack of. Because when we have that level of AI driving the car by itself you don't need a person driving it and to me like the the driving part makes the driving experience best i mean i for me lah in my own opinion if you just take away that and you just want me to let an ai drive for me it's just gonna take away the fun of it but it's going to open up a lot of opportunities like let's say for people who people who have vision impairment people who have some disabilities and it allows them to experience being in a driver's seat without actually driving i guess so it will be very helpful so another topic i see a liho tissue paper on my desk so Bubble tea. I used to drink a lot of bubble tea like when I was in secondary school. Like it, the bubble tea shop was right, not really right outside, but maybe one, two minute walk from my school's entrance. So it was very convenient for me to get bubble tea and I would get it maybe like twice a week or thrice a week. It's quite unhealthy but it's just nice you know like after a long day in school you just go get a cold drink so i usually get oreo crush with pearl the shop is called sweet talk and it was probably around 1 180 i think they increased it to like two dollars which i'm like okay you want to earn more of a student's money all right i mean they aren't part of the school but I would say 80% of their customers are students because it's so close to my school and actually another school which is also nearby as well. So speaking of unhealthy things, McDonald's. I have been eating McDonald's quite excessively around the same amount, maybe three or four times a week uh, for the past few months, I guess, because my CCA starts at 7 so that means that I have to eat and shower by 7. And I usually take around like around an hour to eat. And it usually takes quite a while that I'm not sure whether I'm able to finish it in time 
for my CCA. So my parents couldn't buy it as well because they are also working. So they can't buy dinner for me. So I have to buy, come back, eat, shower within that one hour. I mean, I can easily just like leave house earlier and like buy something healthier. But I I don't know. I mean, I'm maybe I'm addicted to McDonald's or something. But I, I just don't. I find it very convenient that I can just go in, order, finish in like 30 minutes. I mean, it's called fast food. There's a reason why it's called fast food. But it's very unhealthy. I've been trying to eat healthier. Like I got the chicken salad, something like that. It was okay. I mean, the, the, okay, I think a lot of, I mean, I can catch that. The sauce was not going into like the bottom part of the bowl. The top part is like, ooh, okay, it's quite nice. Then once you get into the bottom, it's just like vegetables. Okay, God, salad is full of vegetables. What am I talking about? At that point, there was no sauce. So I was just eating like raw vegetables. It wasn't the most tasty, but I'm trying to be healthier. So I probably shouldn't complain. The bad thing is I would probably get like coke with my salad kind of cancelled it out it's better than just eating okay usually i will eat the chicken burger or the fish burger and fries with the coke or coke zero okay i i switched to coke zero for like a few months already so i'm trying to be healthy all right i'm trying to be healthy i'm not trying to get diabetes or what so coke zero plus fries plus a burger that was like my usual set and only recently I started to like, you know, try not to eat so much unhealthy food. So I got the chicken salad, there's the chicken wrap as well, and I added more vegetables in the salad. So I'm trying to be healthy. I'm trying to be healthy. So speaking about healthy, I transitioned from unhealthy now to healthy. During that period, I sent my laptop for repair. It was like a week. So I actually exercised for the first time in like a year plus because in polytechnic there is not really like a set allocated time for you to exercise and I don't really have any motivation to exercise I just slowly started getting fatter like very slowly because I have quite a high metabolism rate so I got like slightly fatter I slowly started to realize it last year like April 2020 I could fit Skinny fit? Skinny fit jeans? Is that what it's called? I could fit in it. I could button. I could zip it up. I almost couldn't this year. <laughs> I tried to wear it again and almost couldn't fit in it, but I just suck in. And then I button. And then I exhale. I don't know. I mean, if I can fit in it, I can fit in it, right? But I... Okay, back to the point. I exercised. Uh, I did the high intensity interval training thing. The HIIT. I searched for like a 20 minute one. I ended up doing it for like 12 minutes and then I couldn't take it anymore. It was so tiring. Like it was legit so tiring. There's like a lot of blanking. It was just so tiring. I was like, no, maybe I should exercise more, you know, since I have more time now, I don't have a laptop. Then once the laptop came back, I stopped exercising. I'm that bad at keeping, I don't know, resolutions. 
Especially because I am very motivated for like the first few days. And after that, I'm just like, ah, whatever. I can't be bothered anymore. I mean, this is just like everyone with New Year's resolutions. Everyone starts out very motivated. Oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be very hardworking. I'm going to make sure that I exercise every single week. One week after New Year's, no one does it anymore. That's why you see like the gyms usually in January they have like a very high intake, and after that, no more. The next month, all gone. Then the gym is free again. I don't go to the gym. I just do like these exercises at home, because. I don't find it necessary to go there, and also because I'm like insecure, like I'm very, very insecure. Doing this podcast right now is really stepping out of my comfort zone. Insecurities. I'm very insecure about myself. I'm very scared of people judging me all the time. I mean, I'm not scared of like people judging me for every single thing. Like, let's say. My clothes. I'm not like super duper insecure about it, cause I know I have a bad fashion sense. I have really bad fashion sense. The clothes I usually wear are either like athleisure, like those kind of dry fit shirt. When I have like I don't know important quote unquote important events, I will just wear a a plain black shirt, dry fit one. If I'm like slightly more casual, I will wear like. Another dry fit shirt. A lot, lots of dry fit shirts. I, my entire wardrobe that I wear is basically dry fit shirts. All right. Like, if you want to give me a shirt, give me a dry fit shirt. I mean, <laughs> if you want to help my fashion sense, um, probably don't give me a dry fit shirt because I have enough of that already. A lot of those dry fit shirts are just school shirts from my secondary school, which I wear like extremely often. I'm literally wearing a dry fit shirt right now. I wear it like every single day, because I make sure that the fashion part don't interfere with my comfort. I put my comfort first. I that's why I I don't really dress up with a lot of layers, like long pants and shit. Cause I hate I hate long pants so much. It's so hard to breathe, like my legs for my legs, not me. It's so cooling when you wear like shorts. I don't understand why it's necessary. Like why people think it's necessary to wear long pants, especially like those official events. I mean, yeah, um, maybe you should I don't know, cover your skin or something. But it's just so hard to walk and squat, and it's just so uncomfortable. Why do people like to wear long pants? Like fashion, yes. Sure, go ahead if you care about your fashion, but it's just, it's not really very nice and comfortable. And you know, for this recent photo shoot I had to go to, I had to wear denim jacket, and it was so hot, especially in Singapore. Like I cannot wear it outside at all. I had to wear denim jacket plus like a white shirt. Wearing that white shirt, it's not even black, you know, it's white, ah. In Singapore, I really sweat, eh. How am I supposed to survive while wearing a denim jacket? Like, I get it, uh, fashionable, but I can't pull it off. I actually can't. In that photo shoot, I look like horrible in every single picture. I look like so out of place. I can't pose and shit. So, I was just so bad at that. I'm not a photogenic person. I do not know why I went for that photo shoot. I definitely do not think that I deserve to be there. I probably ruined the photo for them. 
But, you know, this is insecurities, insecurities. Some things that I do, like, mind people judging me for, especially, it's like, my face. I know I have a lot of pimples. I am very ugly. My face is ugly ass. And I am okay with it. I'm trying to have a better face. I'm trying, but I'm not getting there. But, you know, I definitely have experienced, like, my parents especially, like, oh, you have so many pimples, drink more water. It's like, it's, it's very mild, but I feel it all the time. Like, they say it all the time. And it's just, like, annoys me because I am already insecure about it. And I'm not going to tell them, hey, stop it. Like, go ahead. It's not, like, going to kill me or what. But, you know, it kind of affects me. And I get more and more concerned over it and stuff like that. But it's not... I, my insecurities aren't, like, super duper high. Um, I would just say that I'm just scared of people judging me. Especially, like, when I'm going out alone and stuff. That's why I've been trying to put myself out there by going out alone even more. So, um, I think the first time that I actually, like, legit went out on my own to do stuff on my own was, I think, Sec 4? Secondary 4? Around 16 years old, that I went to eat alone. I watched the movie alone. I played some arcade games alone. And it was it was really fun, actually. It was really fun. Obviously, people would, like, judge you for, like, sitting in the cinema alone. <laughs> like, the entire row was, like, almost empty. And I was just sitting in the middle, like, Hey, what's up? And especially eating alone, it's... Okay, when I eat alone... I would usually go to fast food because a lot of people eat fast food alone and that's understandable. But if you eat in a restaurant alone, wow, it's, you're going to get so many stares. I, I, I didn't do that. Usually I eat like my lunch in school with my friend and sometimes this friend would wake up late and this friend would not get to school in time to eat lunch with me. And my, I am already on the train so I can't like get out and go and eat somewhere alone or what. I usually eat at the McDonald's like opposite my house. Like, I mean, yeah, obviously you already know I'm obsessed with McDonald's. I usually eat there or I just eat in school with my friend. So when um, my friend said, oh, I cannot make it. I just woke up only. I cannot eat lunch anymore. I was like, oh, I cannot eat by myself in school. Like, I really cannot. I'm just so afraid of people judging me. So, I would just go to, like, the McDonald's near my school. Where after I like, I just go there, eat, stay there until um, it's time for me to go to school. Then I leave the McDonald's. So, that is something that I guess I'm, like, scared of people judging me for. Being alone and stuff. But, yeah. Moving on. Let's move on to the next segment. And the last segment for this podcast, the big question segment. Let's talk. So, the big question that I have is the trolley problem. Most of you should already kind of know what the trolley problem is. It's basically a trolley or a train or whatever is going in this direction. When you go in this direction, There are five people in front of you. You can't stop the train. You can't do anything to the train. However, there's one thing that you can do. 
you can divert the train's direction by pulling a lever. So once you pull the lever, the train will turn to another direction and hit this one person. So essentially, you either choose to kill one person or you choose to kill five people. What would you do? I've been through a lot of like leadership camps, workshops, etc. that talks about this situation. And it's very interesting to hear how everyone's thought process progresses because it's usually the same, but you'll meet that few people who will just not, not want to think conventionally, I guess. The most logical, humane answer is to just not kill the five people and just kill the one person. Why would you want to take five lives when you can take one? A lot of people think that way. And to me, I don't really... Okay, so let, let me go through my thought process from the different from the years that I've learned this situation. And when I was starting out, like everyone else, or 80% or 90% of everyone else, I would think, why would anyone want to kill five people? You can just kill the one person, what? Like, you're saving five people, like, like, five minus one equals four. You're saving four other people who could have, like, died, you know? Why would you not want to do that? Like, mathematically, logically, it's correct. It's the right move. But who gave you the right to kill that one person? So that question lingered in my head. The next time I heard it, I'm like, not very sure anymore. I was like, yeah, just yeah, kill, kill one person. No, I mean, yeah, logically, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not really like my fault. I was given a choice. So I had to do it, right? I had to do it. To kill that one person to save the five people. I had to do it, right? In the last two or three times that I've heard this come up in like a camp or something, I set my mind to an answer based on my values, based on my morals and my beliefs. So my answer that I stuck with was, I will kill the five people. Now I am not um, a sadistic person that like to see people suffer. I don't think that I'm in a position to make this decision. I don't think that it is my right to kill that one person who was not even in danger at all. By pulling the lever, I'm putting someone who was never in danger, in danger. And it's, it's quite screwed up to think of it that way that, oh my god, it's just that one life. Who cares about that person? That person died, five people is saved. Like, logically, that would be the right answer. But not everything is logical. A lot of people, a lot of like workshops and camps and stuff, they like to change the situation. So let's say, oh, the, the, the one person is your family member, the person you love the most. At that point, some people will say, uh, maybe not, I guess. I mean, it, uh, I'll just kill the five people. I'll just kill the five people. Then they add on. All those five people are convicted criminals. You don't know what crime they committed but they have been to prison they have been jailed they have been convicted and trialed will you kill the five people or one person 
Of course I killed the five people la. Wow, they're so bad. I kill la. They go to jail before leh. What horrible thing they do, yeah? And then they are on. There was a human rights activist who got shut down. There was the person who hold up the smiley face paper who got arrested. There was uh, someone who came to Singapore because they were refugees. I just hypothetically, hypothetically, and I don't know, two other people, it's just not very serious like crimes. They are crimes that are committed, but the reason that they are committed is like, how to say it, morally right. Uh, recently, I don't know if you've heard the news of this person who robbed a bank or robbed a store and they checked the money and said, I'm not going to take this. It's not going to help my child. It's quite saddening that people have to go to that extent to get money because they don't have the means to. And it's like, yes, they did something wrong, but is it really that wrong? In the eye of the law, you're either wrong or you're either right. Like, there is no in-between. So, it's difficult to make decisions like this lah. But continuing from the trolley problem, there's another way that they can spin it. If you choose that kill that one person, all the five people are like serious crime uh, committers. Like they kidnap a child, they kill someone, they light some place on fire or something. Do you think that you will still kill that one person to save the five people? There are many situations that can go on this. And a lot of times, our views would change. Our decision would change. I kill one person, kill the five people, kill one person, kill the five people. But how you stick to one decision and never change will depend on your morals, your values. Now, a very interesting thing that I heard uh, based on one of my experiences uh, doing this problem or solving this problem quote-unquote solving there isn't a right answer for this so no one will ever be right or wrong because it's just based on your values so there's this one camp that I went to they said like oh you know if that uh, one person is a family member will you do it uh, everyone's like no I will I will stand my ground uh, I won't kill that uh, I will still kill that one person uh, because it's for the greater good. Um, after that activity ended, one of the students said, actually, you know, at, at this point in time, everyone is sitting comfortably at their houses answering this question. When you're actually put in the spot, would you still kill your parents? Like, people definitely still kill, like, people won't do it one while. Like, they see the family member down there, will you actually do it? It's a good question, it's a good question, but the thought of it is not really correct. Because, for example, I don't have my family as like my very top value. Like, some people might have their value as their number one value. Like, oh, my family first, before my friends, before my work, before my relationship. And some people don't have it that high. So it's it's not a 
right decision to not kill your family when you're put on the spot because I might believe that you know this is for the greater good and it's a hard decision for me to act on but I still want to do it because it's for the greater good so it's difficult for someone to actually say hey I will make this decision I won't change it even if you change the circumstances even if you change the situation in moral situations you need to set your mind up because there will always be both sides there will always be good and bad for both sides but as long as you set your mind and confirm your values and make sure you stand by your values you'll be able to make that decision without without like feeling guilty or what because you know to you this is the right decision maybe not to other people maybe people think that you're inhumane for choosing to kill five people but you still chose it another thing that this this instructor told me was uh, because I said that oh you know it's not it's not my choice to kill that one person just to save that five people's life so he asked me is not making a choice still a choice your indecision is still a decision you are still making that choice not to carry out that that action of pulling the lever yeah people won't like blame you for it because people won't really know but you will still be having the guilt of killing five people it's not about in that situation it's not just about in that situation what will you do it's how you're going to live with what happens in that situation so it's a big topic that i love talking about this is the number one topic that i wanted to talk about in this podcast and yeah it's very liberating i guess to share my views but that is it for this podcast i hope that you have enjoyed it i don't think people are even going to listen to this i just want to put it out there step out of my comfort zone and try something new so thank you for listening and i'll see you hopefully next week bye bye